this morning's lesson, Steps for Real and True Repentance. We thank and praise God for Deaconette opening up. Amen. So, we're dealing with uh, repentance being real. Um, oftentimes, we say the words that I'm sorry and please forgive me with no true meaning involved. Amen. And how many of you know this morning that God is looking for real people to keep it real with him? Amen. So oftentimes we approach God with a whole lot of unnecessary words and statements. Amen. Instead of getting down to the nitty gritty. Amen. And so uh, this lesson is focusing on the book of Psalms chapter 51, uh, dealing with David and his repentance from his sin with Bathsheba. And the background of the text uh, goes back to 2 Samuel, the 11th and 12th chapter. And when you read those chapters, it gives you the details of what, what, what actually happened and went down in the background. Amen. Uh, so David saw Bathsheba bathing on top of the house, amen, and called his servants to go get that woman and bring her to the king's palace, amen, and David found out, knew that she was married to Uriah, Uriah was out, out in battle, amen, and uh, the thing went down, uh, David and Bathsheba had their thing going on, they had their night in the sheets, amen, and, Bathsheba went back to her crib, and then she come back and tell the man of God that I'm pregnant. Oh, little boy, it's starting to get a little messy now. <laughs> so David sends off for Uriah to come back from battle, then tries to be slick about it, tell Uriah, now you need to go lay with your wife. You know, y'all need to go have y'all some time together. And then come to find out, then Uriah said, well, king, um, it's too much going on right now with the battle. I can't go and lay with my wife while the Ark of the Covenant is still out there and it's still service on the front line battling. And here I am back at home. You done sent for me. And now you want me to go lay with my wife? <laughs> so David's plan didn't work out too well. <laughs> so then David comes up with another plan. Boy, the king is getting down with the dirty and the messy. <laughs> Come up with another plan to send Uriah into the hottest part of the battle, knowing that Uriah was going to get killed. Oh, my God. Then Uriah goes to the hottest part of the battle now, gets killed. Then he takes Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, and marries her. Then she had the baby, and the baby only lasted one week. Why? Because God was not pleased. 
Oh, oh, oh my God. So we really got to be careful because God see everything. See, you know, while we have our thing going on in the background and we do our little dirt and we throw our rocks and we do our thing, God watches everything. <laughs> and to whom much is given, much is required. And he treats his leaders especially different. He requires a whole lot now. He done put some stock in us. And he expect us to walk upright. He expect us to walk in truth and walk in holiness. Have some integrity about ourselves. Amen. So here we come down to Psalms, the 51st chapter. Well, before that, then it talks about uh, the prophet Nathan coming to the man of God and letting him know. Now, he t tells this little, little story about um, a rich man and a poor man. Both of them had some sheep. And he said, now, uh, this poor man down, David, um, uh, somebody killed his only cherished sheep, the only one he had. And the rich man, he had the luxury of keeping his sheep and enjoying his sheep. And David got in his feelings. He was like, well, who is this that's done, done such a thing to this poor man? Who well, done killed his loved and cherished only sheep? <laughs> Nathan said, David, you are the man. <laughs> my God see when a real deal prophet come to you you come to tell you about your stuff <laughs> get all in your Kool-Aid uh, because God is dealing with you and it's his final call before judgment and so after the prophecy came then David realized oh I gotta clean up what I messed up <laughs> how many realize we gotta clean up what we done messed up <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Uh, because, see, uh, we think that God just let stuff go. <laughs> because you let stuff go, and you let stuff ride, and you let stuff slide. Huh? Don't you think that God is a fool? He know everything that we got going on. <laughs> that stuff we try to hide from everybody else and those skeletons in the closet, that stuff that we don't swept under the rug, oh, God see it all. <laughs> he pays attention to all the details. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, and it's up to us to get it straight. Huh? Oh, yeah, we're going to get down to it. You turn in your Bibles to Psalms, the 51st chapter. So first we realize that we got to look closely at ourselves. We got to turn away from sin, and we got to turn toward God. And so it's a process. Um, we don't just haphazardly say, God, I'm sorry, and then turn around and do the same thing. No, you're not really sorry. huh? You haven't repented. If you can just up and say, oh, God, I'm sorry about that, and then turn around the next day and the next week, and you go back and do the same thing, you haven't repented. Huh? You're not truly sorry. You know yourself when you done told somebody that you was really sorry because it hurt you. It hurt your heart and it troubled your mind. And that's what was going on with the king. He was troubled and vexed with his own action. Oh, my God. 
Oh, I'm pretty sure that he had some restless nights and some sleepless nights, huh? Because God flashed that thing in his face, huh? Oh, when he was laying down in the midnight hour in the palace, huh? Oh, that thing was going across his mind. Everything he plotted, everything that he had done, God let him see it over and over and over and over. Oh, yes, huh? We may get by, but we ain't gonna get away. <laughs> Oh, yes. So we, gotta we got to define the sin. So we got to own it. And that's the problem with a lot of us. We don't want to own what we do. <laughs> we have a tendency to pass the blame, you know. Well, if it wasn't for sister so-and-so, and if it wasn't for my so-and-so and this and that, you know, we always have multiple excuses. <laughs> but you got to own your own stuff. So that's the first step, is confession. Uh, this generation is too busy hiding stuff. You know, want to hide out in the church and, you know, no real effort and no real dedication into a real relationship with God. Uh, so we can't soften it up. We ain't got to pretty it up. Just tell the truth. <laughs> the truth is the truth. Amen. So we start out at Psalms 51 in the first chapter, and the king says, have mercy upon me, O God. That's his first words to God was have mercy. And we need to come to a place that God every day, I need your mercy. If it wasn't for the Lord's mercies, we would have been consumed because his compassions fail not. Great is his what? Faithfulness. Oh, my God. If it wasn't for God's mercy, we wouldn't be here today. Um, all the numbers that's going up with the virus and all the destruction and the evil that's in the land. If it had not been for the mercy of God, we wouldn't be here this morning. Amen. It was the mercy of God. Uh, mercy talks about God's loving assistance to the pitiful. Oh, my God. So David had to get real pitiful before God. And our problem is we don't want to get pitiful before the Lord no more. Huh? We want to walk up with our head up bold like we ain't done nothing and like God owe us something. God don't owe us nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to come before God the right way if you want something from God. You want God to respond and to help you and to clean you and to wash you and forgive you. There is a way you got to come before God. <laughs> oh, my God. Have mercy on me, oh, God, because I need your mercy. <laughs> according to thy loving kindness, according, listen to that, unto thy multitude of tender mercy. Yeah. Woo, my God. So he telling God, God, I know you full of loving kindness. I know you full of tender mercy. And that goes to show you that David had been walking with God enough and experienced enough with God that he knew the character of God. And he can tell him, now, God, I know you got mercy. Yeah. My God. Now have mercy on me because I need it, God. Yeah. Huh. Hell, I'm in a bad place right now, God. Huh. And I got to get down to the nitty gritty because I need some help. God have mercy on me. Huh. And some of us ain't got desperate enough. Huh. 
Oh yeah, when you get in a desperate place, honey, huh, you won't have no problem going to God and say, God, I cry out to you. And we ain't crying out enough. God, I need your mercy. Yeah. Woo! According to that multitude of tender mercy, blot out my transgression. You see, he owned it right there. He started out owning it. It wasn't Bathsheba fault, wasn't Uriah fault, huh? it wasn't the men in the army fault, it wasn't my servants. It was me, God. I'm the problem. Woo! Uh, now, see, well, now we done fessed up and we done got down to the nitty gritty. Now, God can move. <laughs> Woo! Then he says, wash me thoroughly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they were saying, God, don't leave nothing out when you wash me. <laughs> oh, my God. Clean me through and through. And we need to be cleaned up through and through. You hear me? Glory to God. He's telling God, clean me from my iniquity and from my sin. Woo, my God. Uh, oh, the iniquity, the twisted stuff I did, God. Uh, the perverted stuff I did, God. Uh, oh, it got me bent out of shape. Uh, oh, the sin, that means falling short and missing the mark. All of that stuff that I did, God, clean me. Yeah. Woo, we need to be clean, church. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so he acknowledged uh, all that was wrong and confessed before God. Because, see, we can't hide nothing from God no way. <laughs> he already know. <laughs> he just waiting on you, you to come to him and tell him like it is. <laughs> because we all naked before him anyway. Ain't nothing hid from God. <laughs> he knew it when we was thinking about it, when we contemplate doing stuff. He knew all about it. He knew where our heart was. He knew it was evil and desperately wicked. He knew all the hook and the crook that was down in us. Glory to God. He already knew. <laughs> oh, we talk to God like he don't know. The Bible said he's the only wise God, our Savior. Huh? Be glory, dominion. Huh? Power and majesty, both now and forever. He's the all-wise God. He knows everything. Uh, you ain't come to him telling him something he don't know. <laughs> Woo, my God. And so then it goes to verse 3, talking about, for I acknowledge my transgression. He's still saying it's mine. <laughs> and my sin is ever before me. Woo! Against thee. Now see, when we think we're doing our dirt, we're doing our stuff and our sin, huh? We think it's against people. You sinning against God. <laughs> oh, what you do and what I do, what we all do, is we doing it against God. Huh? We need to keep that in mind. Huh? Come on here. Uh, when you tearing out your brother and sister coattail and you lying on folk and tearing down folk and bringing about division, huh? you doing that against God. Yeah. Uh, You're going to say you love God. You ain't even seen him. Huh? You see your brothers and sisters all the time. And we can't strive to get along. Oh, something wrong with that. Huh? David said it's against you, God. It's against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. 
huh, that thou mightest be justified when you speak and clear when you judge. See, God is going to be justified <laughs> when he judge us all. <laughs> oh, yes, he's going to be justified. Uh, behold, I was shaping in iniquity. So David untracked it back. He said, now, I was created and I was shaped in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. Huh? That's where this thing all started, God. Huh? David was basically telling God, it ain't no good thing in me. <laughs> Even though I'm the king. Even though that you done exalted me and anointed me and appointed me. It still ain't no good thing in me. Huh? You might as well come to the conclusion. Huh? No matter how high you get, it ain't no good thing in this flesh. <laughs> I don't care how anointed you get and how many songs you sing and how much you dance and how much you preach and how much you moan. It ain't no good thing in this flesh. <laughs> Woo, my God, uh, David realized how frail he was. Uh, he realized at any given moment that he could miss the mark with God. And we need to realize at any given moment you could very well miss the mark with God. So you got to watch you. <laughs> you can't afford to watch other folk. You got to police you. <laughs> you know when you need to pull back you know when you need to cut folk off and you need to spend time with God you need to stop ripping and running turn the TV off get off the social media you need to crack open the word of God and you need to meditate on the word to help your mind you got to police you <laughs> you know when it's time to fast uh, you ain't got to wait on a special occasion. You know when your flesh is reeking. Yeah. <laughs> See, we got to do a much better job of policing ourselves. Huh? We too concerned about everybody else. Yeah. Huh? Too concerned what Billy Bob doing. What Sally Sue doing. No, honey, it's you and God. It's me and God. Yeah. We got to focus on policing our own self. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. The, the preacher ain't going home with you and uh, don't you do that. Don't you watch that. Don't you say that. Huh? That ain't the pastor's responsibility. Huh? That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. Huh? We gotta watch how we stand lest we fall. <laughs> oh my God. And sometimes we can just get caught up. Huh? We, we can get caught up with the chaos of this life. Huh? We can kind of get off focus and we can get off centered and we got to bring it in and stay focused on our walk in our relationship with God. Huh? And sometimes, you know, we get a little beside ourselves, and maybe the king got a little beside himself. Huh? Uh, maybe that flesh uh, was stronger uh, in that season in his life more than his spirit. Uh, it's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's a possibility huh, that we're allowing the flesh to override the spirit man. That's why you got to constantly work on that spirit man. Yeah. Uh, you can't afford to let that go lacking. Uh, you can't afford to let that spirit man go dry and cold. Oh, my God. Yes. So after he talked with God about being 
conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity. Then verse 6, he said, now behold, what you desire, God, is truth. <laughs> Thou desires truth well on the inward part. God is looking for truth on the inside. Uh, see, we put up a facade for people all the time. Huh? You know, we, we don't master faking and shaking. Huh? We don't master it all. We can just fake it till we can make it. Huh? But that ain't going to work with God. <laughs> God desires truth on the inside of his people. <laughs> and in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me, God. <laughs> now we really get down to the nitty gritty. Huh? Now, God, I know that you're dealing with your folks and you want us to be real. You want us to be truthful on the inward parts. Now, God, purge me. <laughs> oh, because I got some stuff down in me. We all got some stuff down in us. We need to be purged. Huh? That's why altar service is so important. That's why prayer meeting is so important. So we can all get purged before the Lord. Yes, purify me is what he's saying. Lord, purify me. Huh? The Bible talks about how we go a sin into the heel of the Lord. With what? Clean hands and a pure heart. That's the only way we're going to come before God. Huh? That means we got to clean up our act. Yes, yes. Now we got an avenue. He said you can come to the what? Throne of grace boldly. Huh? Uh, but now we don't want to come to the throne of grace no more. We just want to sit there like everything is all right. Huh? Like we don't need God to help us and we don't need God to do something. Huh? Come on here. You've got an avenue. you got access now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that we got access. Because it was a time we didn't have access. Huh? But now you can come to him boldly. Huh? To obtain mercy, to find grace, to help in the time of need. Yes, so purge me. Huh? Oh, Lord, whatever's in me that ain't right, take it out and strengthen me. Because I want to be right. Oh, God, I want to be right. Oh, it should be everybody's desire is to be right with God. Yes, God, purge me. But see, purging don't feel good. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, purging, it don't feel good. Just like when you clean out your system, it goes through a process and it don't feel good. Huh? We need a spiritual cleanup on the inside. And I'm here to tell you, God got a way of pulling some stuff and cutting and slicing some stuff and it ain't going to feel good to your flesh. Oh, my God, because it's some stuff that's holding us from being able to walk forward with God. Uh-huh, and God has to deal with some stuff. That's why it's called a process. Uh, God is constantly dealing with stuff in our life. Uh, it's a process of walking with God and God revealing, huh, you can't continue in this way. You got some stuff in your heart in that secret part, huh, that you're trying to hide, but God say, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's time to deal with it. 
Oh God, won't God deal with it? And God is dealing not only with the world, he showed up dealing with the church. And he's uncovering stuff that's been hidden or you getting ready to see, huh? Where folks really sitting at. Because yeah. God is pulling the sheets off. Yeah. Ain't it? He's exposing things in this season. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, folks' true feelings is being exposed. Uh, you're going to be shocked to find now what folks really think about you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, folks, real true spirit is being revealed. You've been saying all this time that you love the Lord. Huh? And that you're going to serve the Lord the balance of your days. Then the minute a hot trial come, you dot the dough. Huh? The minute opposition come, you get quiet as a church house mouse. Oh, my God. True motives is being revealed. And see, that's what David had to deal with. Why did I do what I did? What was driving me, huh, to commit adultery, sleep with this man's wife? What was it? <laughs> was it that deep-seated lust that was in my spirit that I never dealt with? Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes, 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 we're going to get down to some more. Because <laughs> it's some deep-seated stuff we got to address, Huh? Uh, all these racist attitudes in the church, God is going to make us address it. Huh? Uh, we ain't going to God's heaven racist. Mm-mm. Sure ain't. Uh, we're getting ready to, we're seeing now huh, what's been looming in the background for years, Elder. All this stuff that's been going on and we called it church. <laughs> no, we had church like we're really going to need to have church. <laughs> uh, because God is unfolding and he's exposing all of these attitudes that's been going on in the background for years huh traditions that's done held up true uh, come on here standing in the way of sinners sitting in the seat of the scornful oh god is exposing it uh, Oh, the ones that you really thought was so uh, rooted and strong in God, the ones that's falling out the race. Oh, God. You got to take heed lest you fall. Amen. So David said, God, I need to be cleaned up. Purge me with hyssop. And hyssop was those branches. That the priest used to apply the blood to the doorposts. And it was the things that the priest used in the tabernacle to sprinkle huh, the pure water. Huh? David said, God, I need that on me. Sprinkle me with your pure water. Yeah. Oh, my God, uh, that I shall be clean. Wash me. That I shall be whiter than snow. <laughs> oh, he's saying, God, I need you to wash me and wash me clean. Don't leave nothing out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Make me to hear joy and gladness. See, when you truly repent and you come before God right, when you come before him broken and humble. See, that, that's the problem right there. You know, we don't want to come before God broken. Bro, 
broken and humble. When you come before God right and you say, God, I need your help. Clean me. Forgive me. I'm sorry, God. Lord, then restore my joy. Because your joy can't be full unless you're in right fellowship with God. That the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Then he said, hide your face from my sin. Blot out all my iniquities. Huh? Why did he say blot out? Why do you think he said blot it? You know how you blot a stain in your clothes instead of scrubbing it? Because when you scrub, what do it do? It spreads. And it, it seems like it even get deeper. You know, when you get something red like ketchup or, you know, some other kind of stain on your clothes, and they tell you, you know, to just blot it, you know, either use cold water, get your little detergent or something, just kind of blot on it. The, the quicker you deal with it, the less chance of it sitting a stain in the clothes. And see, the quicker we deal with our stuff and our mess, huh? Then we can move on and move forward with God. But when you get off with God, you stop right there. Huh? God don't just let you move on. See, that's the illusion that we get, huh? When we don't offended God and we get off track with God, we think we just gonna keep on rolling like ain't nothing happened. No, honey, you stuck right there until you deal with it. <laughs> oh my God. So you blot it out so it don't spread. Huh? And David was concerned about everybody around him. He didn't want his stuff to affect everybody else around him. Huh? Come on. Because stuff can get in the body of Christ and it can spread like a cancer. Oh my God. Yeah, you got to watch the spirits that's in the house. That's why it's so crucial that saints be praying. Not just sitting here looking off in the space and sitting falling asleep. We got to be prayerful at all times. You got to be concerned about the spirit that's in the atmosphere. Because it's spirits that come in to hinder, saints. Huh? It's spirits that don't want you to get the word of God. It's spirits that don't want you to rejoice and to be happy and to get something out of the service. It's called spirits of oppression. Saints ain't rebuking no more. Ain't pleading the blood of Jesus no more. Huh? We just sitting like everything is okay. Don't you know it's a war going on over your head? Yes. Clean me. Wash me, God. Hide your face from a sin. Blot out all mine iniquities. Then create in me a clean heart, God. I know my heart is evil. I know there's some stuff in there, God, that ain't right. God created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. It's me, God, because I want my spirit to be right before you. Oh, my God. 
So God, so David was appealing to God's mercy. God, be merciful, be gracious, be kind. Uh, because your unfailing love, and see, God's love never fails. <laughs> and we better thank God that his love never fails. Even when we're at our lowest point, even when folks give up on us, huh? And folks, they'll be through fooling with you after a while. <laughs> folks done ran out of time. <laughs> they can't help you. They on, they help can only go so far. But thanks be to God for the love of God that never fails. Huh? He said, call on me in the day of trouble. He said, I will what answer? Oh, my God. He said, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth. Woo. Oh, you better thank God he hear you. Because it ain't because you done done everything just right. It ain't because you done been so good now. Huh? It's no goodness of our Woo. But because of God's mercy. And because of God's grace. See, we need to be falling at the feet of Jesus a little bit more often. Huh? You can talk about that adulterous woman uh, falling before Jesus. Everybody want to pick up their rocks and throw it at the woman. Huh? Jesus settled it all. He was putting his feet around in the dirt and said, Now, he who is without sin, let him pass the first stone. So we ain't got no stones to throw at nobody. Because our life ain't so squeaky clean. Oh, come on here. We all need to fall at the feet of Jesus. Jesus, I fall at your feet because I need your mercy. And I need your grace. Woo, Jesus, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on your people. Have mercy, Jesus. Oh, we ain't crying out enough. Uh, uh, maybe the, the heat in the kitchen ain't got hot enough. Oh, but when the heat get cranked up another notch, honey, huh? Oh, we all gonna be crying out, Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> Have mercy on us, Jesus. Uh, in a few days, uh, when some more trouble come down the pike, uh, the church going to show enough be crying out, Jesus! Have mercy. Uh, have mercy on your people. Uh, have mercy on the nation. Uh, I know we're crooked and evil. Uh, oh, I know we're lying and cheating and stealing. God, have mercy! <laughs> because God could have wiped us all out a long time ago huh? but he keep on suffering long with our generation huh? he keep on tolerating uh, and giving us a chance and a space of time uh, to get it together Lord Jesus thank you for your mercy huh? oh we deserve judgment huh? oh my god we deserve much more than what we get now coronavirus ain't nothing but a tip of the scale uh, compared to what we really deserve Woo! thank you god for mercy Woo, my God. Oh, Isaiah said it best. Oh, my God. When the glory of the Lord came into the temple and he seen the Lord high and he saw him lifted up and his train filled the temple. Oh, with 
dirty. We all dirty. Oh my God. He said, now God created me a clean my heart ain't always been in the right place God I'm sorry oh it was in my heart that stuff that stuff that dirty stuff that lustful stuff oh because the Bible said that all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life the pride was in us the lust was in us it was us God forgive forgive have mercy Oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy on us, God. Don't cut us off, but clean us, God. Wash us and give us another chance. You better thank God for another chance. When you woke up this morning, it was another chance to walk up right before God and to get it straight. Woo! Mercy, mercy, mercy. Have mercy on us, God. Oh, my God. Before we all fall out the race, Lord, preserve us and keep us, God, so we don't get off. Oh, my God. Let us stay on truth. Stay in this thing. Stay in the race. Well, you better plead with God for mercy and for grace. Because it's the mercies of God that's keeping you in the race. It's the mercies of God. Uh, the reason why you made it through another week, another 24 hours. Because uh, it seems like every day is something different done happen. It's because of God's mercy. Because of God's mercy, he allowed our children to live, our grandchildren to live. Uh, it's by the Lord's mercies. Uh, uh, because the enemy desire even more to take most saints out. Uh, ain't concerned about the world. Uh, he looking for folk in the church that's professing the name of Jesus. Uh, that's supposed to be saved. Uh, that's preachers and teachers. Uh, he's looking for ones that's supposed to be holding up the bloodstained banner. He want to get you off. But it's his mercy. Woo. Have mercy on me, oh God. Have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> I know I missed them all. Mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, 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 mercy. Woo, my God. See, we done got too high to cry out now. Oh, my God. You better not wait till you get on your bed of affliction. You better get in a habit of crying out for, for God before you get there. <laughs> oh, before I'm in a hospital bed, before they try to put me on a ventilator and take me for an emergency surgery and pump my body full of medicines and stuff, you better get in a habit of praying and pleading with God. Have mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Woo! Creating me a clean heart, God. Renew a right spirit within me. I'm not justifying nothing I'm doing. And see, that's what made David so effective and powerful with God. David didn't get in the habit of justifying nothing. Huh? He confessed and came clean with God. He did true repentance before God. And didn't keep on going back and say, oh, my God, you know, throwing it up. Oh, God, I'm sorry, you know. Cleaning my dirty laundry. Uh-uh. 
David showed us how we do it for real. <laughs> we turn completely away from that thing. Huh? Oh, my God. Then he said, now, whatever you do, God, don't cast me away from your presence. I'm here to tell you today we need God's presence like never before. <laughs> Baby, we need to be bathed in God's presence because in his presence is where we receive the miracles. In his presence is where we receive the joy. In his presence is where we receive the answer. In his presence is where we gain strength. In his presence, uh, that's where your faith, it just seemed to increase. Your confidence, it just seemed to increase when you're in the presence of God. My God, and we got to do everything we can to evoke the presence of God in our service, in our life. You need the presence of God with you like never before. The presence of God. The Bible said in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. In his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Ghost is so precious, saints. You need to do whatever you can, huh, to allow the Holy Ghost to continue to grow in you and to flourish in you. God, whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Woo! Because that's an awesome gift. That's an awesome gift is that you got the Spirit of God on the inside of you, talking to you, giving you direction. The Holy Ghost is so awesome. It leads us and it guides us into all truth. If we listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying, we wouldn't get off track, but we skip over what the Holy Ghost is saying. Mm. Oh my God. Then we got to avoid being defensive. <laughs> See, a lot of us are spitting, sitting in the spirit of offense. You, we don't want to be told nothing. Huh? And see, one thing about it, you got to remain teachable. You hear me, saints? You got to be in a place that I don't care how long you've been saying, how much you know, and how much you think you know. You got to remain teachable before the Lord. Because God always got something to reveal. God always got something to teach us. Huh? So when God is revealing some stuff that's in us, it would just behoove us to get it straight. Huh? What are we getting offensive for when the word of God is coming to help you? <laughs> we get rocks in our jaws and get mad at the preacher. I'm talking about in my business. No, the word in your business. <laughs> if God is dealing with something, he's dealing with some issues, he's giving you a space and a time to get it right. So the question is, what are we mad for? <laughs> what are we getting mad for? What are we getting offended for when the word come to help us? Because we got the spirit of offense. 
We, we won't listen to correction. Just like our hard-headed children, you know, children you done dealt with, grands or what have you. Don't want to listen to correction. When you try to tell them something huh, to help them to keep from falling in the pit trap, in the trap, they didn't want to listen. But sometime it took for them to get out there. Then they got in trouble and they remember what you said. <laughs> if I would have listened huh, to what mama and them and daddy and them said, I would have never got in this trouble. I would have never got in this predicament. I would have never got in this fix. But see, we got to learn how to listen. And so when we don't listen to God's correction, then we really end up in a bind. <laughs> we end up in a pickle. Because the word, it works like a mirror. It shows us ourselves. <laughs> it shows us how dirty and how stained we really are. You done been in a good mirror. Now, you got some mirrors that's done got kind of foggy and dirty, but when you really clean that mirror up, and you standing in that mirror, you get a chance to really look at yourself. You begin to see all them wrinkles. <laughs> you begin to see all them spots, you know, that really didn't get clean when you washed it. <laughs> and so that's what the Word of God do. It really shows us that we got some areas we really got to tighten it up. Huh? We got some areas in our life that we really need to work on. Yes. And so it says in the next verse, Then I will teach transgressors thy way, sinners be converted unto you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, because see, the blood is on our hands. <laughs> thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness O Lord open thou my lips and my mouth shall what show forth thy praise but see we want to try to praise dirty then the praise don't go nowhere huh it just don't went up and it'll come back down huh cause God ain't accepting it any kind of way <laughs> See, that's what we got to learn. God don't accept any and everything. We can't get in this habit of just throwing up stuff and throwing up stuff and think that God is just accepting it. No, it don't work like that. If you at all with your brother and sister, you ain't got that thing straight, don't think that you're going to be sitting there shouting a hole in the carpet and God is just going to sit there and accept it. Huh? You done just had yourself a workout because God ain't accepting nothing. Huh? We got to get this thing right. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. See, uh, God wasn't asking David to come with a lamb. Huh? He wasn't asking him to come with a goat. Huh? See, we got church easy. You know, we didn't have to bring all of that. You ain't got to go out there in the field and kill nothing and drag it up in here. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, all you got to do is get shower, get dressed, get in your car, and drive to church. And we struggle with, we struggle with doing that. And then when we get here, give God something to work with. <laughs> God, I open myself up to you. God, I'm open and ready to receive your word on today because, God, I need some help. Anybody? 
everybody in the house needs some help. God, I need everything I can get in the end, son. That should be your attitude when you come in there, though. God, I need you. God, it's been a struggle all week long. Been going through hell and high water. And God, I come to your house because I need you. I need your word, God. I need your presence. I need you to bathe me and wash me and cleanse me. God, I need to hear a word from you. I need to be able to sing the songs of Zion. I need to be able to praise and worship in the beauty of holiness. God, I need you. Oh, Jesus. So he wasn't desiring that David bring a sacrifice. Didn't delight in him bringing a burnt offering. We want to bring our offering we don't want to get stuff straight, huh? Realize that God ain't accepting any and everything, huh? Come on here. The sacrifices of God are of a what? A broken spirit. <laughs> a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. See, it's a hard issue. It's, it's a hard issue. Huh? Uh, we want to skirt around and dance around it, but it's a hard thing. The heart is far from God. Huh? We quote scriptures and we dress and look like we saved. And, you know, we, we, we walk around with our heads up like we got it all together. But at the real crux of the matter is we got heart issues. Woo! It's issues of the heart. That's why you can't praise God. That's why you're so dry. That's why you're so heavy in your spirit. It's because of a heart issue. Woo! My God, you can fool people, but you ain't fooling God. Huh? The real issue of why we can't get along. Huh? Why so much fussiness and so much messiness and so much division going on in the house of God. Uh, it's because of the people's heart. The heart issue is a heart issue. Oh, my God, of why we don't enjoy service and why we don't long to come to the house of God. It's a heart issue. It ain't Sister Sally's fault. It ain't they fault. It ain't the neighbor fault. It ain't the job. The problem is on the inside. <laughs> it's a heart issue. <laughs> Woo, my God, everything get on your nerves now. You so short and we so snappy. Why? It's because we got some issues in the heart. Woo, my God. We so anxious to get out of service. We can't sit still. We can't focus on the word of God. We can't pay attention. Our bodies are here, but our mind is somewhere else. Why? It's because your heart is far from God. We just don't want to say it like it is. <laughs> it's a heart issue, Elder. Woo, my God, why we don't have a praise, why we got to be pumped and primed, we got to sing five songs in order for you to get into the service, it's an act of Congress to get you to clap your hands.
say amen, I'll say it for you. Amen. <laughs> Our hearts are not in it. Woo, my God. We done pretended for too long, Elder. And now we're in crucial times where we can't get away with pretending no more. God is requiring truth. He's requiring realness. Oh, come on. Sincerity and truth. And we got to serve God because we love him. Because we got a heart after God. Oh, because we want to walk with him and commune with him and fellowship with him uh, and if you ain't got a heart after God I'm here to tell you you're going to fall out of the race you got to have a heart for God huh it ought not be said that we let the house of God lack anything huh ought not be said that the house of God is dirty, that we got paper and crumbs and, you know, things need to be tidied and clean. The church grounds need to clean. I'm not talking about just here. I'm talking about in generality. Huh? We should have a heart after God so, huh, that we make sure that everything is right before God. Huh? It shouldn't be said that we fall asleep in God's house and uh, we don't spend time. We can't pray for 20 minutes, can't pray for 30 minutes uh, without falling asleep. What, 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 what is going on here? Oh, the church of Zion need to shake yourself. Uh, oh, we've fallen asleep too much. Uh, oh, it's so much going on in the atmosphere, so much in the spirit realm. We can't afford to sleep at all. Uh, you better wake old Zion and put on strength. Uh, I'm here to tell you. The people's heart have drifted away from God. We can't be dedicated. Uh, oh, that's a sure sign that our heart are drifting away. Watch your dedication to God. Uh, how much are you willing to give? Uh, what are you willing to sacrifice? Uh, what are you willing to push away and cut off? Uh, are you willing to spend more time with God and show him something? This is show God something time. We done talked enough. What are you showing God? What are you giving God to work with? Are you showing him faith or you just been talking faith? Huh? Because we supposed to be walking this thing by faith, not by sight. You give God something to work with. Huh? And say, God, give me a heart after you. After the things of God, after the service of God, huh? after the people of God, after the kingdom of God, the work of God. You got to labor before God like never before. And that requires your heart to be with God. Oh, my God. Do good and not good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall thou be pleased. With the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. You hear that? First we get it right with God, then we bring our sacrifice. <laughs> David said that's when he accepted, when we don't repent it and got it straight with God. Then he said, come with your offering. Come with your sacrifice. But see, we want to do that thing backwards. Uh, we want to do stuff for show. God ain't interested in your show. 
<laughs> huh? Come on here, trying to look good in front of folk. God ain't interested in that. Huh? You trying to put up a facade in front of people? Huh? It ain't about you looking good. Um, it's about you being right with God. So we got to avoid being defensive and come to God the right way. Then looking unto who Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. See, David knew that he needed God to clean him huh, on the inside. See, he can do the outside job. We can do the outside thing good, huh? But you need God to do a work on the inside. Say, Jesus, I need you to work on me. <laughs> Jesus, I need you to work. <laughs> Woo, work with me, Jesus, work with me. Because <laughs> there's some times God ain't thinking right. And sometimes that that do right just ain't just say you just have to come to the conclusion do right got to be in you. You hear me? <laughs> you gotta have do right in you. Oh my God! Old people used to say, "Now if you do right, do right to come to you, huh? You do good, and good gonna come to you, huh?" Yes. So we're looking unto Jesus because Jesus is the only one that can save, that can help us, that can deliver, and that can set free. <laughs> and nobody but Jesus. Yes. <laughs> oh, and we need the comfort of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is an awesome keeper. <laughs> The Holy Ghost is so awesome. When your spirit get all disturbed and the Holy Ghost say, shh, give you peace in the midst of all chaos. All hell could be breaking loose and the Holy Ghost give you peace. Huh? The peace of God that passes all understanding. Woo! My God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. It also. Holy Ghost, he can reveal some stuff. Oh, my God, can tell you about yourself. Oh, you didn't realize the Holy Ghost will do that too. Tell you you're wrong. You need to apologize. Oh, we don't like that word. That's a dirty word. Apologize. Huh? Ask for forgiveness. Huh? You shouldn't have did that. Don't go to the right or to the left. Just stay right there. Hold your peace. The Lord will fight your battle. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Holy Ghost, say, not yet. Huh? The Holy Ghost will give you that. Shh. Huh? Calm your spirit down. Huh? And so if we listen to the spirit of God, we're getting into all this mess. Huh? Come on here. We have some sweet communion with the Savior. Woo! My God. Listen to what the spirit of God is saying. Because the spirit of God ain't striving. Huh? It ain't about division. Huh? Come on here. The spirit of God always striving for unity. Come on, somebody. And because he loved us with his everlasting love. Huh? 
And he drew us with his love and his kindness. Thank God that he drew us. (laughs) 